Welcome to the Fangirls Library, where we don't shy away from all things nerdy and sexy. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Annie. How's it going? It's good. It's been warm and the snow is melting. Yes. Yeah. How warm is it over where you are? I mean, I think we're in the 30s or 40s today, but that's better than it's been. Heat wave. (laughs) What about you? Um, Yeah, it's getting a little bit warmer. I feel like yesterday was the first day that actually felt like spring and I went for a really long walk and I was like, oh, I don't need my coat. I'm getting too warm. So that was really nice. I actually, I've decided um, to start jogging again. So I actually was jogging a little bit trying. I used to do that a lot back in the day when I was young. You need to get a leash for your cat. So you <laughs> he would be so mad at me. <laughs> he would be so mad. I think I'd have to hold him and then like I'd end up with a bunch of claw marks in my arm and chest. <laughs> All right. So we have started a Patreon for this and I am so grateful to the people who have signed up already. You know, it's we haven't been a podcast for that long, but you've put your faith in us and we really want to deliver. So we're going to give a shout out to all of our new Patreons. We have Kira. Thank you so much. We love you. We have Ingrid. Amazing. Thank you so, so much. Steven. Hmm. His name seems familiar. (laughs) I feel like I know him. (laughs) We're very grateful for your patronage. Dina, much love. Darkest timeline. Julia ever so thankful and no, no real first name here, but blue Samutra dope ass fix. Thank you so much. And honestly, like I'm, I can't believe that this many people have put their faith in us already. That's pretty amazing. It's so amazing. And we love you all. And I really, really want everyone to put their address in for mailing address so we can send them all a little something from us. Dope ass merch dope ass merch. Today we're back in the fangirls library and we are fangirling over fanfic writer tattooed Laura. We are one of my favorite fanfic writers. I I actually think I discovered tattooed Laura through Cindy, um, one of our fellow fanfic fans. Shout out to Robin's gang. Shout out to Robin's gang who kept raving about the life series. And that is how I found it. And I've been hooked ever since. I just, I can't say enough about her writing. And she's also a published author, has two books out, working on a third and a fourth in her series. Yeah. She seems to write a lot. She does. She really does. Because the Um, life series is not short. It is not. And we're on part four right now. And I, um, I don't want it to end. It can't ever, ever end. Right. Well, it may not based on how our interview went. (laughs) She, she plans on ending it, but who knows something else might kind of like, uh, inspire her. So you might have it for a little bit longer and we will get into the interview with her in just a little bit. We had a really nice chat with her, but first, what are you drinking? I am going pretty normal tonight. I have a Strongbow in a can. Their new 100 calorie can line. So, you know, what is a Strongbow? Strongbow. It's um, hard cider. Strongbow. 
Oh, okay. I'm like strombo, like stromboli. <laughs> yes, I'm okay. drinking a blended stromboli. Okay. Um, no, strongbow hard cider. Gotcha. Okay. Hard Which is one cider. of my favorites. So. Yum. What about you? And I am drinking something called a Maestro Collins. It is from my to have and have another a Hemingway a Hemingway cocktail companion book. Uh, and in this, it actually, this reminds me a lot of a gin gimlet, which is probably why I like it so much. Um, there is dry gin, fresh lime juice, simple syrup, bitters, and seltzer. So Ooh. fresh. Yummy. Yeah. It's really nice. Um, like very refreshing. And once again, I feel like this should be more of a, um, summer drink, but you know, it's sunny and summers and, um, it kind of like makes me want something like a little tangy, a little limey, a little refreshing. So that's where I'm at tonight. Nice, hot summer weather. I'm manifesting that. Come on. Almost, right? So close. So close. Annie, what are you reading this week? This month, I am reading Rachel Lacey's book. It's called No Rings Attached. It's part two of the Ms. Wright series. And it's a romance novel. I started just a little bit of it, so I, I can't speak to it too much, but I'm really excited to read that one. I read the first part of the Ms. Wright series, and now I am excited to possibly have Rachel on the podcast to talk about her latest novel, which would be, which would be really exciting. I'm also listening slash editing an audiobook. It's called Target, a young adult fantasy fairy tale retelling The Unbroken Tales, book one. And that is the story of a young prince who is being forced to marry before he is ready. He then runs away from home, which is kind of a classic, you know, Aladdin, Jasmine story. Um, He's searching for a wife, but he doesn't want any of the wives who have or any of the women who have um, been presented to him. He he needs to find true love. And um, it's actually quite sweet that he feels that way, you know, when he could have his pick of really anyone. And he he doesn't like, he, he kind of goes undercover. He ends up meeting with kind of a band of rebels who basically steal from the rich and give to the poor under the prince's, uh, I'm sorry, the, the king and queen's um, noses. And so it's a lot more in depth than that. It deals with a lot of body trauma and some disfigurement. Um, there's a lot of talk about acceptance of yourself coming to terms with who you are and the way you look also trigger warning for abuse from parent to child. I did not expect to like this book as much as I did. Not that I expected to not like it, but I kind of went in to edit it, not knowing what it was. Um, someone just kind of like needed a favor and I was available to help edit And the more I listened to it, the more I was like, oh, these are some really important issues to be talking about. And why wasn't why wasn't anyone talking about this when I was a teenager or maybe they were and I was reading the wrong books? I don't know, Um, but I highly recommend it. I I'm not going to get like any kind of commission because I'm editing this. It's a flat rate. So just know that I am recommending it based on the fact that I really do think it's a great story. Oh, and I don't think I said, but it's written by Darcy Cole. Target by Darcy Cole. That's it. 
Kristen, what about you? What have you been reading this month? So I am going to piggyback off you a little bit. And I have been flying through book one of Rachel Lacey's Miss Wright series in preparation for reading book two, which I am so excited to start because I am in love with book one um, for hopefully maybe interviewing Rachel Lacey coming up here or regardless, talking about her amazing book. In addition to that, I have been kind of diving back into my graphic novels. I know you and I mentioned maybe talking about graphic novels, and I've just been really enjoying getting back into the old X-Files ones and Lock and Key and some Del Toro books. In addition, some Edgar Allan Poe ones that the artwork is just beautiful on. I also have been contemplating starting the Watchmen graphic novels again. Um, just really kind of diving back into that world that I haven't paid much attention to for many years. Um, I haven't really read a lot of them religiously except the X-Files ones, and I did do the Walking Dead ones. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of been where I'm at. I've been really enjoying Rachel Lacey's book. I also have started um, very early into a book by Maggie Robbins called Nerd. Uh, she is a lesbian fiction author from Florida, um, self-published, lots of work out there. Um, her books all look really, really good. I've loved what little I've read of Nerd. And uh, she has one called Stay. And While the Music Lasts that I'm also really interested in diving into. Um, I really love her work. And she's on Amazon. Her books are on Kindle. They're all really, really reasonably priced. And I really, really strongly suggest that you head over to Amazon and check out Maggie Robbins' books. Um, yeah, just really, really great and such an amazing self-published author that deserves um, way more attention than I think she's maybe getting. So this week on the Fangirls Library, we are talking to Laura Strant, who's the author of Crumbling Walls, the Jack and Emily series. This, that is book one in her series. It deals with a lot of trauma. It's a young adult book. Uh, really, really well written. The second book in the series is Damaged Goods. And a lot of you might know Laura as Tattooed Laura on AO3, a very popular fanfic writer who does the Life series. I, for one, am very excited to talk with you because I'm going to be a complete fangirl that I love all of your writing. Annie has <laughs> heard you. me gush about it. Hear it. Uh, yes, quite a bit. <laughs> so to start with, uh, you, it seems like, and maybe I'm wrong, that you've been part of the X-Files fandom from very early on. I think I came in in 95, maybe 94, 95. How did you find the show? Like, my dad used to watch it. Awesome. He, oh, wow. he, started, he started from the beginning and it used to be on Friday nights. And then he would tell me what was happening. And I'm like, what are you watching? That sounds stupid. <laughs> and then one night I was sick and I had to stay home from whatever I was doing. And I watched it with him. And I'm like, that's not bad. And then I found the VHS at Blockbuster and watched those. And then I began recording them like Saturday nights. They used to play on like the back end channel or something. And that's how we started. And then, so I had a whole video collection in my closet. And you so, bought them all? The ones that were oh, available? No, I recorded them all on VHS. Oh, the recordings, the, of course. And I'd sit there with the pause and the record again to get rid of the commercials. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was one of those people. Yeah. Oh, no, I did that too. Okay. Old school here. Yeah, it makes me sound old, but it works. 
It doesn't make, well, if it makes you sound old, it makes me sound old. So (laughs) we're probably all roughly in the same age group, I would guess. I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, When did you find fan fiction? I don't know if I found it at first online or if I started writing it first. I honestly don't remember. Mm -hmm. But I remember the first one I wrote was like, the cover of darkness in my bedroom by the light of the tv at two o'clock in the morning (laughs) oh wow on a yellow legal pad because i'm like i can't let people know what i'm doing so yeah that's when i wrote those and then i would i would figure out when my parents weren't home and i'd go to use their computer and i'd type them up (laughs) and then finally i went online i'm like i gotta do something with this and then it all i don't like i said i don't know how i actually found it i just remember thinking this is cool and then i put it online and then i panicked that someone would find out that i was doing it but then it's still 30 years later. And I think I've told, I tell anybody who wants to know, but I don't think anybody's ever gone to look for it. So Did you go by the same name? No, I was just um, my maiden name at first. It was actually my full name. Oh, full wow. Name, initial and my last name. Okay. Yeah. But it was also when you had to dial up. So, I mean, people weren't really looking for me by the time they managed to make the modem work. <laughs> yeah. They didn't really oh, care dial about me. Up. I remember the dial-up days. Kind of missed those. It was nice. I could go get a snack and take a nap while I waited for something. To work. <laughs> it would take forever. Oh, I remember my mom got so mad. I left it running. We were like out of town for a weekend and I left it running, trying to download. I think it was an X-Files commercial actually. Oh my goodness. And I let it like go for like two days, just trying to download this commercial. Oh Lord. See, I, w- I was guilty of downloading like side stuff for SimCity. Mm. Yeah, I went online and I would get buildings and everything to put in my city. I was that kind of nerd. I uh, would use <laughs> up all the printer paper printing out fanfic to take on like summer vacation trips. Oh, no, then somebody might find out I read it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my mom was paying any attention. She probably should have. <laughs> I didn't want to find out if they knew. So. I would hide it in my folder at school. And when you were supposed <laughs> to be reading books or studying for something, I would be reading. Well, luckily by then I hit college. So it, was, it wasn't it was as easy to do that. So how did you find Gossamer? Was that just something you stumbled upon or I, do you remember? I think I, I think I stumbled on it at some point. I remember it used to be updated every couple of days mm-hmm. and such. But as I again, it's been 25 years it was very, very early in those days. I don't recall how I found found out about Gossamer and Fluky, or not Fluky, um, Ephemeral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the one that came out like every day. So yeah, I have no idea how I found them. I just remember they were there and I was good. <laughs> and how did you shift from that into writing your novels? You have two out. Yeah, I have two. I have a third if my child would get to reading it for me. Um. And she's going to be 18. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've got, I've been trying to get her to read the third one to edit a little bit for me. Um, I have always been writing things in my head, even before X-Files. Like when I was a kid, I used to just have post-it notes hidden in books of book ideas. My big ones are my Anna Green Gable series. I used to have post-it notes stuck in there of all the things wow. I would write in my head and ideas. Was um, it based on those characters in the book? It was a really, really early version. Yeah. Of the ones in the book. So oh, I meant like this. Anne of Green Gables, but oh, no, you mean no. you mean your novels? My novel. Oh, yeah. wow. I've had, the, I've had the grain of the idea for this thing since I was like 10 years old. Wow. Oh, wow. 
It's just nice. I could never figure out how to write it until I started doing the fan fiction. And I'm like, I'm not bad at this, at least in my terrible opinion. And then I decided, let's see if I can write a book. And then one day I found NaNoWriMo on accident again. I think everything I found in my life has been on by accident. And then I decided I had a month to write a novel and I had an idea. So I sat down and did it. My kid was, I think, like two or three. So I'd give her some toys and I'd write real fast. Then I'd go make dinner and write a little bit more. So. Why did you only have a month to write it? It's the uh, NaNoWriMo, the National Novel oh, Writing. Nano oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. okay. How wonderful that like you started on that. And then mm-hmm. by the end of it, I had a whole book. Yep. I cranked the first one out in that 30 days. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. And okay. the first one would be um, Crumbling Walls, which is yeah. the book one of your Jack and Emily series. Mm-hmm. And then you have book two, Damaged Goods, and then yep. you're working on book three, which I'm, for one, very excited about. I've read the first two. And you I make really it a copy in advance just to see if you can read it for me. I mean, you know, we're all about reading books and promoting them on our podcast. So advanced you, copies, welcome. I get three, then I actually yes. have four. The ideas are all there. And I've got, I think, three. Thank you, Froze. Ah, there you are. <laughs> I think my husband took all my internet. Oh, yes. Downstairs doing nerdy things. I mean, mine's in his office doing nerdy things and I don't let him take, (laughs) I give him (laughs) warnings. There's a big sign that hangs on the door now that says recording in progress. Mm. Okay. You know, now we live in the middle of nowhere. So the connection usually just dies in the middle that at random times anyway. No. Oh boy. Where do you live? If you don't mind sharing. Um, it's Pinckney, Hamburg area. It's about 25 minutes north of Ann Arbor. Do you know where Ann Arbor is? Yeah, Michigan? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I live right there. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that's um, cool. That's the handy thing about Michigan. You can use your hand to tell you anywhere. <laughs> Actually, the one other person that I met from Michigan did the exact same thing. She's like, I lived here. I'm like, oh, okay. It's so much easier. <laughs> cool. like, like, like Traverse City, the bridge, yeah. Upper Peninsula, that's Ohio. <laughs> You learn when you live here. That's how to do it. You also don't measure anything in miles. It's all in minutes. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like it takes 10 minutes to get there. I couldn't tell you how far 10 minutes in miles mm-hmm. is, but it's 10 minutes to get there. Well, is there a lot of traffic? It doesn't matter. It's still 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, okay. Just wondering. <laughs> it's just how that works. So we tell you 10 minutes, it's reliably 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Okay, because yeah. I'm from Los Angeles and it could be 10 minutes or an hour and a half. It could really go either way depending on traffic. Yeah, most people are pretty good. Like when you hit the freeways and we 696 is a death trap, one of the interstates. So that they do 90 on there easy. So then you could probably get there faster. But yeah. Okay. It's, it's ugly. But out where I am, I have a I have a 500 foot driveway and I can't see my neighbors in the summer. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> my husband said I need space to build a barn. He oh. built a barn. It's bigger than the house. <laughs> oh, move in there. <laughs> he's he's expanding this summer. Nice. Yeah. So before you froze, you were mentioning um, you have book three essentially written and you're working. You have the idea for book four. Is that correct? I have two versions of four written already. Oh, nice. Depends on what I'm the bad thing I'm going to make happen. Oh, no. Um, And then I've got like three or four other standalones that are waiting. Oh, wow. Very cool. I had some productive November's. And you did all of this while writing the life series? No, these were all, most of this was beforehand. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, life actually was, one of the lives was the November thing as well. Um, 
but no, I'm working actually, well, three was done. The third book I rewrote this past summer and then the fourth. So yeah, it's been kind of concurrent with the life series, but yeah, the life is not too hard to bang out once I get going. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you do have the world set up for you already. Mm-hmm. You already know that the people are invested in these characters, Mulder and Scully, mm-hmm. but you do, you, you need the time to like sit down and write it. So I'm, you know, yeah. give yourself some credit there. It takes a while. Oh, it does. But like I said, sometimes I will do part of one at six o'clock in the morning before I go to work. And sometimes I'll mm-hmm. do one at midnight and occasionally I just tell my husband to shut up and I crank out three of them. So, <laughs> Oh, wow. Wow. It depends That's... on where the cat is sitting on the keyboard at the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty impressive. Um, I'm a big fan of the Life series. I know several people, at least we have a small um, fanfic book club that we also are part of, <laughs> which we discuss your Life series. And it, you can always tell when a new chapter drops because someone's sharing the link to it really quickly. <laughs> awesome. Cindy freaks out. She's like, oh my God. (laughs) Cindy freaks out. Then I freak out. Oh, it's going to be sad when it's over. Um, So I have a few questions about your world you create. um, Mm -hmm. Because I've noticed you have some... Oh man, I'm losing my microphone tonight. Sorry, my hair's sticking up. We're all set. (laughs) (laughs) I've noticed you have some names that seem to overlap between your novels you've written and in your fanfic yeah and just as a fan i'm curious i i think i figured out dave from the intro to your first book yes he is my one of my favorite people in the world he is my cousin he is two months younger than i am thank god if you're older i would never (laughs) live it down um yeah so we have we have been best friends since he popped out of the womb (laughs) that's awesome he shows up in a lot of stuff and he's also a lot of the character like um Dex is a lot of Dave. Mm-hmm. Also, Dave is a lot of Dave. Okay. And, the Dave and, and then life is a lot of Dave. That's awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> and then the name Sam seems to overlap. Between- um, Sam, I used to just really like the name, but actually Dave's son is named Sam as well. Oh, okay. That's yeah, cool. So that's, it, it was kind of cool because I decided to use him and that once he was born. I think he's going to be 10. Um, so I, I, but if originally I just liked the name and then I keep using it because it's, it's his. So actually in another book, I have a Samantha who they call Sam as well. So yeah, it's and, one of those things. <laughs> and are there twins in your family as well? No. Okay. We have none at all. I actually only know one set. Okay, cool. Yeah. I just get a kick out of them. I sometimes wish I was one. And also people used to say, ask if me and Dave were twins. Oh, that's interesting. Because we were always together. We went to school together. We went to college together. We have all the same friends. We used to spend every day together. And so, yeah, we were just considered the twins. <laughs> That's cool, though. Yeah. He's a good boy. And you have you mentioned that you use um, the November Writing Challenge a lot. How much mm-hmm. research do you do for your writing? Is it more just you've come up with the idea or I I don't research anything for the most part okay I might if I need one little thing but Mm -hmm. I mean it's very rare I just kind of just write there's see what comes out of my head do you when you're creating like your different towns and like communities are using things from your real life or is it more just the 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 only thing that really is in my head are the houses Mm -hmm. like I said um the house that Jack, like Jack lives in 
crumbling walls. Mm-hmm. That's that's a version of my parents' house. And then usually if, if, if Scully has any kind of apartment, mm-hmm. that's the apartment we I lived in with my husband after we moved, after we got married. Aww. It was a good layout. So that's what I, <laughs> I understand how that works. Uh-huh. And even when I switched to like Mulder and Scully to a second apartment, I still in my head have to forget it's the first one. So yeah, it it's a problem with that in my head. But yeah, that was the only two things that it's based on really. Otherwise, my town really wasn't like that in the life series. I mean, in Crumbling Walls. Mm-hmm. Um, the neighborhood was kind of like that, but not the actual full town. Like you couldn't really ride your bike all over the place and you couldn't walk to things like that. And so... What oh, about ahead. the family that like you really have a handle on the characters and they're very like sweet and um, just very loving. Is that based on real people, family of your own, or is that completely made up for you? Because th- there just seems to be a truth to these people that you might not always get in other stories. I have a big family. Um, I've got, I'm number five of five and the oldest is 12 years above me. So I I became an aunt when I was eight. Wow. So I had a niece running around who was like my size halfway through. So she's like, so I'm kind of in the middle of, I've got the older brothers and sisters. I've got the little bit younger nieces and nephews. So I can kind of travel through all the groups. Mm -hmm. And then I've got, again, my extended family on one side is there's like 40 or 50 people living in the general area on my other side there's probably another 40 to 50 so when we have a party they're huge they're big um and again we used to hang out with my cousin and my aunt and they used to live down the street or around they're actually in the next neighborhood over so it's i i do understand a good big dynamic mm-hmm. i guess and we were none of us are terrible people we're all nice to each other we have a blast when we get together it's so loud you can't hear yourself think um, I even can imagine with that many people, <laughs> even the immediate family, just at Christmas, we can get upwards of like 25, 25 oh. people. Wow. We've got new babies that are two months old. We've got my parents who are in their eighties and they're all in the same room yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I get the whole, how it works. So you definitely get a feel for that in the stories. <laughs> Thank you. Was your family more boys than girls growing up? Is that how you lean more towards like Jack's family being mostly boys or they are always related to boys a little bit better Mm -hmm. just because girls are, I'm not frilly. I'm not one for talking about dates and boys and (laughs) going to the bathroom together. And I'm only eating a salad because I've got to watch my weight. And I swear I tell it how it is. And so boy, I always had a friend who was a boy. I grew up with Dave who was granted he is Mm -hmm. gay, but still now I've got two boys, him and his husband. Um, but I've always, that that's what I always did. My best friend in high school was a guy. It's how that always worked for me. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, I seem to function a little bit better with the boys, but I don't know. I mean, I've I'll always work, worked but... in a male dominated field, so I definitely I'm a understand There are that. no boys anywhere. So <laughs> I, yeah. I worked for a band for many years. I was the only girl on the tour bus. So. Okay. <laughs> oh man. So now it's like we there, a boy comes to the library. We're like, we can't hire that. We don't know what to do with them. <laughs> Isn't that so, discrimination? So did don't you tell my boss? We said, I've never had a problem with that, but everybody else like, we can't work with a boy. I'm like, it's, it's just a person. Oh. It's okay. Oh, I was just joking. I'm, I didn't. <laughs> oh no, but, I'm, no but I'm just saying though, no, but in general, like I, I was always for it. Cause I think a guy yeah. would calm all the, all the estrogen down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sure. 
because there's a lot of cat fighting and a lot of gossip and I can't stand that. So yeah, but I, no. I could deal with a guy, but the other buddy else is like, no, no, we can't do that. I work at our library. I don't understand what the problem is. Well, I know working I in wardrobe, we get excited when a male dresser comes in because we're like, <laughs> we need that male to calm all the women. <laughs> I, yes, oh, like I, said, I would love it. I would love it, but it does not happen. Hmm. No. Yeah. Did you go to college to become a librarian? Is that what your focus of study was or yeah. is that something? History minor or history major. And then uh, grad school was library. Awesome. So. I always thought that'd be so cool. It is fun. People think I sit around and read. I don't have really time to do that at work. Mm-hmm. I've got too much going on. And the children's librarian. So I'm the department of one. Oh, so I've wow. got, I, yeah. I buy books. I do the website. I create all the crap. We hang up and decorations and cardboard and yeah. Yeah. My mind is, is it a small library that there's just one of you there and the children's department um, that is my department. There's, I think we have 12 and 10 employees. I couldn't tell you how many people are in the, the, the actual districts, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's not a huge library by any okay. means, yeah. but it's not a little, we used to be in two rooms and we expanded to an actual building. Oh, okay. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> Do you want to talk a little bit about the publishing process, what it was like for you? I know it can be different for everyone. Yeah. What we did was um, I told Dave that I wrote a book. He's like, I have to read it. I let him read it. He ripped me to shreds. He said, this is wrong. This is right. Fix it. He's the only one, again, that I wrote that, that he can tell me that this mm-hmm. is really terrible and I won't hit him. I won't get mad at him. I won't resent him. I'm like, how do I fix it? And he's like, we have to publish this thing. And he goes, we can start cold sending it to places. And that nothing really came of that. Um, so he's like, let's just publish it ourselves. So he's the one who did the background with starting the publishing company and getting the getting like the, the company and the ISBN numbers and all that stuff and the bank account and all that. Um, he just told me basically keep writing, write well, give me a cover, figure out the back. He would tell me what I had to do. And then he, he talked to publishers or like, um, printing places and he got that all done. So that's always, yeah, that's more of his question. Did he actually start his own publishing company? Like his, is that... it's just ours. Like I said, we published the two of them, but yeah, he just wanted the, the company name. So, um... So it looked more official than having, yes, this is from, because again, when I first published it, I don't know what it was, like eight, 10 years ago or something. A self-published press wasn't really as common or Mm -hmm. as looked upon as, okay, it's fine doing this. So he wanted a real name on it and such and so forth. So that's how that worked. And then I freaked out and I can't, I can't do live things. He tried, he actually asked me once and he got me to do a live like book signing at a bookstore and at a mall in Pennsylvania. And it was a nightmare. I cannot handle talking to people extemporaneously. Like this is, I was dying before this started. Oh, to the point where my stomach was in knots. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, We're totally okay. chill. You don't have to worry with. I me. don't do well in front of crowds. I am one of those people. My my friend Kim tells me if I'm in a grocery store line, I will talk to people. I will yell things. I will embarrass her to no end because it's a five minute relationship. Mm. It's like, I'm never going to see these people again. I'm fine with this. But it's like the whole, I have to talk about myself to to present my book and sell it. And it's just a nightmare for me. So he, we didn't do any more of those. It can <laughs> be hard to sell yourself. Hmm? Yeah. I, I can understand that. It can be hard to sell yourself. Yeah. I, 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 I would prefer to talk anybody else up in the world or make somebody else laugh. But the minute you have to talk about me and no. <laughs> so. 
Well, right. we hope we're making this a relatively painless experience. Oh, this this is good. Right. I'm good with this. Okay, yes. cool. It's those five-year-olds that are staring at you that are just a nightmare. Well, they're really judgmental. So <laughs> I, I mean, I have a six-year-old. I just went through the five-year-old judgmental phase. <laughs> Kids are a the lot. Parents Kids. staring at you like, you're a God. You're reading to my child. I'm like, I'm just reading to your child. I'm not doing anything bad. Then I have to sing in front of them. It was terrible. So now I make somebody else do that. Delegate. <laughs> yes. Delegate. Only thing I delegate. Annie, I think you had a question about. I do. I have questions. I um, first, kind of like going back to writing your book. Mm-hmm. Did you? I know you said that you had post-it notes. Did you do any kind of like outlining, plotting, or was it just kind of an organic thing that had happened? You had thought about it so much throughout the years, which is kind of what it sounds like. That by the time you sat down to like write, write it. Yeah, you had the story. I had the first line, not the first line, but the part that the very first sentence in the actual book, the whole, the door opening part in the front of crumbling walls. Mm-hmm. I had that. That was the first thing I wrote. Then I'm like, how the hell does this work? I, had, I need a backstory for this. So then I just sat down and I started writing and I don't normally outline. I'm surprised I have any kind of idea for my, for the life series. I have a list of birthdays and whose kids are whose, and that's it. Hmm. everything else I have to rely on my memory or I've got to scroll back. It's all in one document. I search for like one word and figure out what I'm doing. Even for the life series, I had to figure out the, 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 or not the life series, the, um, the novels. I had to figure hmm. out the family names, how they were related, rough ages. And that's pretty much it. That's what I started with at most. Hmm. And uh, I think we added a kid in there somewhere along the way in, in that book. They, they had and, twins in book two. Yeah. Like I said, those were surprised. I didn't know those were coming until they wrote themselves. <laughs> but no, when I, when I write, I just kind of sit down and it might, I might be stumped for a minute, but once I get going, it just kind of writes itself. Weird things happen. Like I said, I didn't know there were going to be twins. I didn't know that when Jack opened the door or I mean, when Emily opened the door that her father was going to hit her. Mm, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that was coming until I opened the door or until she opened the door. I didn't even know what else there is. Just, I didn't know Claire and Dex were going to get together. At first, I just bought her in as a friend and then suddenly she's with him. So I, it, it's just, it writes itself. And like I said, I have to go back and I have to, so once I start writing again, full force, I have to read the first books again mm-hmm. to remember what happened, like in order. That's really cool. I mean, cause we hear a lot about, you know, outlining and making sure people pre-plot the whole story. And I mean, I, I don't consider myself a great writer, but when I have wrote I'm more of a just sit down and write type. I I don't like the idea of plotting out and outlining and all of that. My brain doesn't work that way. Like I have the end for the life series. I have like the last paragraph in my head and that's what I'm working towards. See, see, you know, and I just, I think you should push that way off. Just push that in. Well, it, it'll be, it'll, it'll be an open enough ending for you. You'll be okay, okay, okay if I ever feel the need to go back to it. But I know the, I know the sentence is going to happen which is kind of weird, but yeah, I've had that for quite a while. I just got to get there. So there might be tears in our fanfic community when you end that. (laughs) Are you close to the end? Um, I have, I had not, I haven't finished it yet, but I have like five chapters already written and then I have to continue. So no, I, it's, I would guess I'm probably like 10 chapters away depending on how it goes. 
So I'm sorry, Kristen. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Unless something else happens. If something else happens, it may change completely. So, but that's kind of where I'm going with it. I'm waiting for my husband to come up here and like, what are you doing? I'm like, just shut up, go away. I haven't told him yet. I figure if I survive this, then I might let him know what I'm doing. Oh, you should. Yeah. yeah. I just want to tell him beforehand because it'll be like, oh, are you ready? How's it going? Are you ready? Have the your laptop chart? I'm like, shut up. Leave me alone. I'll tell you later. So yeah. It would put too much pressure on you beforehand. Are yeah. you going to let him listen to it? I don't even know if I'll listen to it. No, I'll listen to it. I probably will because he'll he'll hassle me about it. So I will. I mean, I understand the listening. It it's hard to listen <laughs> to your own voice. I just listened to the first, one of the, my first stories that you guys somebody like you guys read today, like cookies. Oh yeah, I finally got at the nerve to listen to me. somebody read my my story. That was me. <laughs> that was you. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. It took me. I finally talked to my son. I'm like, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to listen to it, and they did. And I was okay by the end, but it was just so weird hearing my own words read to me, I guess. I've never yeah. had that happen before. Yeah, no, yeah. that would be, that would be weird. Yeah. It was, it was unnerving a little bit. I was at work, had the phone up to my ear while I'm, while I'm looking like I was working. <laughs> yeah. I listen to stories, the recording of the stories in my car, but I don't listen to myself. So like I was driving to work today and Annie had read one and Annie's voice finished. And then suddenly my voice was coming through the car <laughs> speaker and I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Gotta turn it's that off. Weird. Can't listen. I to also that. can't listen to the ones that I record, but I'll listen to everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> my voice comes on. I'm like, oh God, not one of these. <laughs> Even though I really like the stories. Yeah. But so I was listening. What's are. funny is I'm listening to you read mine and I was laughing at parts. I'm like, yeah, that was funny. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> That's the sign of a good story. Yeah. Well, and we just hope by putting them out there in audio form, it also exposes people to new authors and new stories that they're not. Mm-hmm reading and yeah all about exposure for people that's our goal I like exposing myself thank you (laughs) (laughs) did you have other questions Annie um I guess just as a follow-up to that did you keep all the little scraps of paper the post-its do you have all those as like a keepsake for yourself I did for years but they actually faded I remember thinking I can't even read these anymore so then they Uh. went away Okay, but I do have like I think I still have the yellow um, legal pad that I wrote the my first X Files fic on. Wow, um, I did find that I've got a stack of them. I've got all the notebooks with like all the rough hand. I used to write and hand hand write all my books in those sten- not stenographer ones, but they were about that big college mm-hmm. rule whatever mm-hmm. notebooks. I've got a stack of like that of just of of books of my books and my all the X Files stories I used to do. It all used to be by hand first at first. So yeah, that's what wow. I wrote. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Those I still have, all the cross outs, and it's terrible. That's pretty amazing. Now, how close is the final product, at least of the first book, let's say? Let's just focus on Crumbling Walls. How close is the final product to what you had initially imagined when you were writing in those little scraps of paper? Um, I think the only thing that really, like, I had the idea of a girl who didn't have parents, but to take care of herself. Um, there was like a neighbor who helped her. And there was a boy. That's pretty much all I had on those scraps of paper, the original story. And I would make little little offshoots. They're like, I'd sit down. I'd be on the swings or something, or I'd be on vacation in the car. And do you look out the window? I would look out. I'm constantly thinking or writing in my head. Mm-hmm. So I'll be looking at the, at the whatever the hell we're visiting that summer, passing by, and I'm, I'm writing this story in my head. So I'd do like a 10-minute snippet or something would happen here. But yeah, main, main, mainly the character carried through, um, like I said, the the 
no parents. So there's about four things that, that made it all the way to the end. Okay. Crumbling Walls, for those who don't know, is about trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a mystery that's very slowly revealed. Like you don't know what's going on with the main character or one of the main characters, Emily, right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but something's slightly off about her. You never see her mom. She behaves strangely. And how did you decide to tell the story that way where like, it's really not until the middle or closer to the end that you find out what happened to her as opposed to, um, I, I guess, revealing it earlier in the story? Um, Again, mostly I just started writing and it started. Oh my God, I cannot remember the first chapter of that book. How does that, I don't even remember how it works. Is that when... Jack is going by the house. Yeah, okay. with the bicycle. And he yeah. pretends that he has a bum wheel on the bike. Yeah, and he falls down. Okay. Yeah, and he runs the garden, right? Yeah, he runs through the he rolls through the snap ruins the yep. snapdragons. You'll find out the snapdragons later. Um but I just remember thinking that I, I don't want to put this out there too much because Jack wouldn't have realized it at first. So it started more as a Jack book and then it rolled into Emily kind of thing because I wanted him to figure out hey, there's this girl, how is this working kind of deal. But I didn't want it to be like the Hunger Games is it's only from a Katniss perspective. Like you never mm-hmm. see anybody, whatever anybody else is thinking. I didn't want that, but I mainly wanted to have like, we'll start with Jack and have him try to figure it out. And then suddenly it shifted to Emily, like I said, when she opened the door and, and the Christmas and then the father mm-hmm. and the father was kind of a surprise too, actually. Um, him, his own father mm-hmm. beating him. Um. But yeah, so it just, it started as a Jack thing. And that's why I didn't reveal it immediately because he wouldn't have known that early. So I kind of let that roll. Of course, especially as a teenager. I mean, that's not even on your radar. Yeah. So. Okay. And are you still publishing through, I guess, your own publishing company? Do you ever, would you consider going through Amazon to publish because they make it so easy? Um, right now we did the first one of crumbling walls. We had like, I have like a backlog of boxes of books in my closet, my garage, actually. We did do printings of those. The second one we did mainly through Amazon printing services. Oh, okay. So print, I think they are print on demand, I believe. Um, it was just cheaper that way and to be able to sell them in that way. So we just went with that with the second book, the rest of them, anything else that comes out will probably go the same way through Amazon, unless someone finds me and discovers I'm fabulous and wants to print them themselves. <laughs> Anybody who's listening, please. She's fabulous. Tattooed Laura. Tattooed is spelled wrong. Don't judge me for that. Because um, originally I didn't know how to spell tattooed anyway. I thought, oh, this is right. It's got to be right. And then I'm like, shit, it's not right. But now it's out there for the world. So I kept it. Um, hey, it's just, it's artsy. It's the artsy spelling of it. It's the artsy way. And I only had one tattoo at the time, which is really oh. funny. Huh. Yeah. How many do you have six now? now. I can six, six. Six. I'll be getting seven in the end of March. So nice. Yeah. I'm, going to London my, with my, I'm, I'm taking my, my kid to London. Oh, nice. Like, yeah. <laughs> I tend is to great. get them only in foreign countries or at least on vacation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yes. My eighth mm-hmm. is signed up for March on vacation. Okay. Is my wow. plan. Nice. Wow. Where are you going? Both of you in March. I'm going to Green Bay to a concert. Not as exciting as London, but... <laughs> Well, we were, this was a COVID trip. We were supposed to go two years ago and then oh, we got, we were supposed to go at the end of March and they can't, they shut all of us, they shut everything down like two mm-hmm. weeks before we were supposed to leave. So we've been waiting for this for two years. And we told my husband he has to stay home. 
No. <laughs> I'm taking the 18 year old. She says, I can drink mom. I'm like, yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to, our, our Airbnb is over a pub. And she was right. like, mom, like you're not getting drunk. You're just, you can have a sip of beer. That's about it. So she'll be That'll getting be drunk. Too. Yeah. That's awesome. We'll have a good time. <laughs> um, so I have a question with your, mainly on the life series. I, how did you come up with the idea to start part one with, was it the road trip that spurred the idea or was it more? I didn't know they were going on a road trip either. Oh, so okay. Cool. Originally the first one was just a mystery thing on Tumblr. It was a uh, okay. write this and see if you can figure out who wrote it. I don't even remember the challenge. And I wrote that one. And then somebody said they liked it. I'm like, Oh, I kind of like this. I could, I, I wonder what happened to the next. So I sat down like, well, I wonder this much, this would happen afterwards. And I'm like, well, this could happen. And then it just started going. And it was never, I never meant it to have four sets of series. I never meant it to be, I think it was 47 chapters long, the first one or something hideous like that. Um, Again, it was it supposed was... to be just the party. And then the day after. Yeah, it was and 47 then, chapters. Yeah. Holy crap. I got it right. Yeah. Damn. I'm good. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I'm occasionally tooting my own horn. Um, so yeah, that's where that came up. The first one is just, I like them, write them drunk. It's fun writing them drunk. <laughs> I have a friend like. <laughs> My, my best friend is Kim. And when she gets drunk, she gets giggly. She falls down. We actually had to make her drink from a sippy cup. We put a lid on it so she doesn't spill her margarita. Um, she has, I found her in the bathroom once talking to those bears with the animal crackers. You know, the big, the oh, plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was talking to that bear once. Um, <laughs> I, found, I have a video of her trapped behind the couch because she was trying to follow the, the cat or something back there. Um, we used to have a futon we put, put in the floor and she would just lay there and drink there because she was just going to fall down anyway. And so it's just, she was always a fun drunk though. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I, I like, I have to write them drunk because I think they'd be a totally different characters while they were drinking and weird things would happen. And that's how that started. And then it just snowballed. Well, and I, for know. Your I have no idea what's in the blue punch. I've never <laughs> had the blue punch. <laughs> I'm assuming whatever the hell is in it would make your tongue numb, but I don't know what that is. I mean, we have all decided that we want to go to Mama Scully's house for cards and punch. I mean, it sounds like a really good time. We we do have fun at the cards too. We don't play we don't play rummy, but I think they're usually playing. We play nerds. I think it's been mm-hmm. mentioned in other books in the book. Yeah, we play that game. But so we we do when we play those when we play games we do drink and we get very raucous and loud and we yell at each other and we swear and we yeah it's great so those are kind of reminiscent of when we all used to get together that's cool <laughs> yeah. no it seems like a lot of fun Annie do you have any other questions I guess my main or my final my final question would be um, what advice would you give to a, any writer fanfic writer just anyone who's not published who wants to go out and publish their own book, because I'm assuming it's not easy. It's not, no, it's not easy at all. I guess what I tell them is just keep writing. You're going to find, you got to find somebody who you're willing to listen to when they tell you, you suck. But when you Uh suck, they have to also tell you how to fix it. They can't just say, this is terrible. And then move on. Cause like I said, Dave will read it and he will go, this is a bad sense. What the hell are you doing here? This needs to change. Fix it this way. Or to, to have them tell you what needs to be done or how it would be better. Don't just have them, like I say, this is terrible. I'm going to move on. Or, or not also none of the molly coddling of, oh, it's wonderful. I love it. Right. That helps me not at all. 
So that's one big thing. Actually, I also on the side, I edit books. I went and got an editing certificate or whatever. But I have another friend, I'm editing his books and he brings he's bringing it to me. He goes, basically, you tell me what's bad and you tell me how to fix what's bad. And you, you fight me on what's bad. Like I'll say, I want that. Then you will still keep coming at me until mm. you either decide we beat in the middle or I can prove to you that it's good the way it is. Mm-hmm. So he, he enjoys that part of it. And I like people who do that. Like, don't tell me I'm stupid. Don't tell me this is terrible. Don't, don't make me feel dumb. Just tell me this is how this would be better. So that's one of the big things is find somebody you can trust to do that. Um, right. And then otherwise just keep writing because anything you write makes you better. You can, it's like drawing and everything else you do. It always sucks at the beginning. You're always bad. Mm-hmm. And then you get better. So excellent advice. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep doing it anyway. I write for myself. I read my, I, I have trouble now watching the X-Files because I'm thinking in my head what I've written and it doesn't fit that anymore. <laughs> oh, I was actually driving home today having that exact thought because I had trouble trying to get back into the rewatch that Annie and I were doing. Mm-hmm. Because I realized I like fanfic sometimes more than I like some of the show episodes. And it was a weird realization to have in the car today. Yeah, I've been having it for quite a while because I'll I'll watch them and I have my favorite episodes. But I'm like, Mm -hmm. I want more. I want more of Mm -hmm. what I've written. Mm -hmm. I want to see other Mm -hmm. things. You're not giving me enough. So it does. I have to get into the mood and then I will. I can watch them again. But yeah, it's tougher than it used to be. Cause I want the fanfic world and I want the world. And again, I will, I will reread what I write over and over again. I read my books on how many times I read life every few months. I read all the way through again. I just go through my, my uh, archive and just read all the crap on AO3. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I read your life series, maybe two to three times a year. Nice. Thank you. So it's, all right. it's a happy place to read. It, it makes it, me happy. It really is. And these days, we definitely need things that make us happy. <laughs> yes. Um, have you written any other fandoms, like, or any other fanfic? Um, no, I have tried. I tried to read other stuff once or twice, and mm-hmm. it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I found one good fringe um, book on on fanfic. And that was great. And I will reread that one. But anything else I try, the characters, I, I find all the bad spelling errors. I find like the people don't do this. They don't seem to be in a character. They don't seem to be in real life, how they write. I don't know if it's just because I've been spoiled by X-Files and all the non, all the, all the thick out there. Mm-hmm. But I try to read other ones and I'm like, no, you're just writing for the set. There's no story here. There's nothing holding my interest. So I can't do it. I mean, I have favorite shows. I just have nobody that I've ever attached myself to. Like I have Mulder and Scully. So it's weird. Then I know that's something we talk about too, as far as fanfic goes, trying to mm-hmm. branch out into other communities and trying to find one that we can latch on to the same way we did with X-Files fanfic. Yeah, there's, I'll, there's, I can't find anything. <laughs> I'll read other stuff, but it, never to the same extent mm-hmm. where I'll just lose myself in it. I'll read Sherlock, I'll read Buffy, I'll read... Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's something else that I would read, but nothing, uh, Star Trek. I, I really like Star Trek, but nothing where I'm like, oh my God, what happens next? And then I find myself reading all of that author's work and, um, and then moving on to finding more similar stories. Like, you know, you read an amnesia fic and you're like, I need to read all the amnesia mm-hmm. fics now. Where are they? Yeah. Um, 
or as I'm like, okay, cool. That was a, that was a good Buffy fic, but I don't know. There's just something about. Yeah. I, I don't know what it was. Maybe it's just the right time for the right age I was or something. That could yeah. be a really good point actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, just, it hit at the right place at the right time. And yeah. it was the right subject, I guess. And it just, it worked. And so, I mean, yeah. And I think it was, they were two pretty well-developed characters and they were portrayed really well. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've often wondered like, Hey, if you take Dave Duchovny and Jillian Anderson out and had put other people in, would I have liked the show? No, I don't know. Yeah. And also I, I will say that the show leaves things vague enough, both in terms of character and plot that there is a lot to do it like it makes you curious and wants it it makes you want to fill in the gaps or find out more about what has happened and so it is it's kind of perfect for that show whereas other shows don't do that it's not so it's it's not not necessarily black and white but there aren't as many questions yeah it's also with those with that with x-files you never got a whole lot of personal life so you could make it all up that's what it all is that's true mm-hmm. there's other things i'm like i don't care who you're sleeping with i don't care your personal and <laughs> what you go home with what you do i i don't i don't mm-hmm. care why you're like this or what you're doing at home it doesn't doesn't matter to me it's i want a good story with it just enough so yeah x-files just hit the spot and i do love that um in your books that jack and his family watch the x-files yeah i know I had to. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, me, you goes, definitely had to. It was great. He looked at me and goes, really? I'm like, yeah, shut up. That's what they do. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it it's works. perfect. I love it. Yeah, then they watch Doctor Who later on, which is another yes. one that, that we like a lot. But it's not X-File-ish, but Doctor Who is pretty good for me. So I needed something else science-y enough to, to fit. Thank you so much. Well, thank you very much. And, all right. Have a good you, night. Thank you. You too. <laughs> Bye. 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 Fangirls Library is hosted by Kristen and Annie and is part of the AFP network. Music and artwork by Trevor Nelson. Mastering by Moving Air Studios. You can find us on Twitter at Fangirl Library. On Patreon at Fangirls Library. On Instagram at Fangirls Library Podcast. The Fangirls Library.